the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Book link. Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic. So if you go to Facebook and type that in, you can probably get me. Okay, what is that again? Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic. Wow, very good. I think that's something that Mary set up with the uh, IT guys at uh, at uh, Salem down there in the in the deep south. Where are they in Texas or California? California, or I think the headquarters. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, headquartered there. They're still fundamentalistic, right? They're still pretty religious. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're doing that. Is that a, is that a problem, I, Doc? No, no. Okay. I, 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 I respect everybody's right to, to practice religion, and I encourage people to practice religion because I think a lot of people need it. You know, Ken, like I've said before, if you – this is a question I ask my friends – if you found out tomorrow absolutely positively that there was no God, would you change the way you live? What's the answer usually? Well, some people say probably, and I say then you need to still go to church or temple or something like <laughs> You're not there yet. Yeah, You're not there yet. <laughs> now, <laughs> no, you know, my morals and values are ingrained. Then I say, well, I think God's done most of his work and uh, – you just need to realize there's something bigger than you outside of you. I, you know, for I, ever since I was a boy, I've been looking at the stars through telescopes. It's just always fascinated me. And, and the older I get, and the more I look, the more I realize this is this is not a mis- this is not accidental. There's no way. That's just my belief. There's no way it's accidental. It's just too perfect. Well, I think that for me, the uh, the underlying. Uh, metaphysics is really not metaphysics it's the physical laws that exist whether or not there's uh, uh, matter and energy uh, present in the universe so where did it come from i don't know uh, where did god come from i don't know i mean i to me it's all one of the same you know i'm kind of a buddhist in that respect i don't think you can really separate one thing from the other and say well there's a metaphysical and a physical existence hey i'm I'm still not convinced of that. Well, you got to have faith. That's why they call it faith. Faith, and but I think you can have faith in just the the uh, totality of the universe and of the physical laws uh, and the moral laws that exist, whether we're here or not. You know, they exist before us a priori, is and they Kant, will be here after us. That's right. Kant said, "Yeah, they're, they're here whether we're here or not." We don't even know if there's more than one universe. There's speculation that there are many universes. Probably. I mean, there's bubbles on top of bubbles. It's, you know, it's like a bubble bath. Exactly. That we may never know. One bursts another. No, we may never know. And ultimately, what difference does it make to me? I mean, <laughs> that's right. The bottom line is, is I'm going to lead the moral life that I lead. And that doesn't mean I'm perfect. Um, I may have stumbled here and there. But, uh, you know, I got back up. Religion is a good guideline for leading a life. You're right. Yeah, I think it is. And I think a lot of people need that, Kent. And I, th- I think they should have that. Uh, you know, That's why I, I uh, 
as I've said before, I'm so opposed to to uh, communism and Marxism because it says there's no morals and values. It says however you get to Marxism and the workers' paradise is okay. So you can lie, cheat, rob, steal, and and that's amoral, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The end justifies the means, and that's not right. No, that's right. so. I think we we can we need to continue to have. Uh, religion and morals and values, and kids need to be taught that. But uh, unfortunately, in the public schools, they don't do it. They just don't do it. Yeah, where did that start? I think that it probably uh, has been uh, within the system since the beginning of our our republic, and it's just kind of slowly creeped forward because I remember when kids would leave uh, St. X, St. Xavier Boys Catholic High School and go to the public school, uh, they'd report a different uh, morality, um, and, and not significantly different, but different. And I think it evolved over the decades. Well, let's, the let's go back further. Let's go back to the one-room schoolhouse. Was there somebody outside picketing, you know, separation of church and state? <laughs> if, somebody, <laughs> if somebody, you know, said a prayer in there? This, I don't know where it started. It must, must have been a Supreme Court ruling somewhere that really kicked that all off. Yeah, well, I'm sure that the, the separation of church and state, you know, that was— uh, Jefferson that really pushed for that. And I don't have a problem with that. Uh, however, I think there has to be limitations to, to any dogma, any doctrine, whether it's governmental or constitutional or, uh, you know, spiritual there, you, you have to have, you have to, ha- you have to put it into the right setting. If you understand what I'm saying, I mean, to say that you can't let it be the focus. Yeah. I mean, look, if you say that, killing another human being is wrong, like Jesus and the Buddha said, then you'll never kill. Well, guess what? If you don't stand up and fight, you ain't going to be around to kill. <laughs> you know, you're either, you're either going to become a Muslim or you're going to get your head chopped off. There are times when it's morally correct to fight. There, there are times when you have to fight. I look, mean, that's look at, look at Nazi Germany. I mean, that was one of those times. And without war, without conflict, we would not have evolved as a species. It pushed us. It pushes our technology. It pushes our brain size. It weeds out the less intelligent. Uh, you know, it gives the victor the opportunity to spread their uh, their morals and values and their in- intellect and their their science and technology. Look at the Roman Empire. Look at the Greco-Roman Empire. Look what they spread. I mean, two thousand years ago, unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah, it was done, you know, one one foot at a time, so. Yep. uh, But it collapsed. So, uh, at any rate, we had a a big to-do over our well pump going out. Did I tell you about that? No, what happened to the well pump? Well, about three or four weeks ago, the uh, controller board blew up. And uh, I had tried to get my my wingman uh, back when he was president to go ahead and replace the whole thing. And no, 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 it's still working. Somebody came out and put in a new, a new widget or whatnot in it. And so it lasted two and a half more years or two years. And then it blew. And of course, when it blew, it, it also burnt out the well pump. So we have this company or we had this company, I'm going to boot them tomorrow. And, uh, they were supposed to get the parts to replace it. And they fiddle farted around for three or four weeks. And finally I had to step in and take over when I started feeling better from my knee. And so I started calling around and the, the controller board that they 
wanted to replace or look for was no longer being manufactured because it was a piece of junk that kept blowing up on people. And so uh, I started pushing them and I started looking for parts. And then the, the company that does our lawn service, uh, West Coast, they actually do the sprinklers too and the, and the PVC lines and all that. They said, hey, we've got a well company. Why don't you call them? I think they have a part. So we called them. They came out the next day and replaced everything yesterday. Well, that's terrific. That's terrific. A new controller board, a new pump. The guy even put in a new sleeve for the well. I mean, he pulled out the old one, which was kind of yankety, and he put in a whole brand new one. And uh, came in a little bit cheaper than what the, the first company quoted us. And so we've got that back up and running. But it was interesting because I called the city of Gulfport and I talked with the uh, the head uh, guy down there who handles the, uh, you know, the the uh, utilities. And I said, hey, can you come out and put a put a a, a tap and and a meter on one of the uh, one of the fire hydrants so we can tap into that and get some water for our our sprinkler system? And he said, sure. They came out the same day. Nice guy. And so what we did is we put it on the on the uh, on the fire hydrant right next to the to the well pump, and we cut into the well pump line. We put a valve there. And we brought a standpipe up, and we hooked it into the uh, in, into the fire hydrant, which had a uh, had a cutoff valve on it. And so we had water for our sprinkler system for a few days. And then it started to rain, and we got this fixed, so we're safe. But well, that was nice of them. Yeah, I mean that was really nice. And I said, "How much are you charging me?" He said, "Doc, if you don't use it too long, it's yours." <laughs> I, I said, "All right, that's great." So we, we had a big, uh, you know, we had, I mean, you can't imagine the amount of time I spent on this one little item. I mean, hours and hours looking for parts, talking with people, uh, going back and forth with the company, and uh, just doing all the things that you have to do to keep keep something like this up and running. I mean, a 62-unit community is not an easy thing to keep going. And then you wonder how these old farts who used to be on the board did it. Well, they didn't. They just hired people to hire people. So, you know, the cost <laughs> was double because they didn't know. And somebody would come out and say, oh, well, you need this. And so, oh, okay. And they'd, they'd get it. But what are you going to do? Well, I'm glad you got it fixed at a better price. That's uh, yeah. 62 then, units. I didn't know you had that big a community out there. Yeah. And it all falls on my shoulders because I'm, I'm the president. <laughs> yeah, it's all buck stops there, buddy. That's right. So did you see that platform they put out over the Grand Canyon, the observation that goes out over the canyon about, I don't know, 25 feet? Is that glass on it? It's got glass on the bottom of it kind of thing? I don't know if they have glass on it, but you can look down into the canyon. And apparently uh, yesterday or the day before, some guy fell. I, I don't know if he jumped or what. And you know how far down it is? It's a mile. <laughs> it's four, yeah, it's almost a mile. It's 4,000 feet to get to the bottom of the canyon. You know how long it takes to get down there in a free fall? Uh, well, not too long, about 10, 15, 20 seconds. 25. 25? But yeah. that's enough time to stop and think about what you just did. Well, yeah. <laughs> you, you, enough time to say, this is going to hurt. You know, this, well, it, it won't hurt long. <laughs> it won't hurt long. But yeah, That's the first I've heard of that happening out there. Yeah, there was another guy that did that, uh, committed suicide, jumping off of that. Now, they don't know if this guy committed suicide or fell. How do you fall? 
Yeah. I mean, you'd have to lean over and be a real idiot. Yeah, we'll check his alcohol level, find out. Mm -hmm. So that that I thought was fascinating. And then um, the Bud Light thing, you know, that's heated up. Uh, and apparently we're being blamed, the conservatives are being blamed for being, uh, what is it, trans transophobic, transgender phobia, that we're afraid of the transgenders. You know, I have not really had any uh, men with with augmented breast attack me lately. <laughs> but, you know, I guess it could happen, but I'm not afraid of that. No, when I'm in a dark area, you know, I'm looking, no street lights, that kind of thing. I'm always looking for a guy with augmented breasts. I know. You never know when they're going to come up and hit you with their purse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I don't want that. That hurts. So at any rate, so now I'm transophobic because... I'm opposed to transgender sexual changes, except in medical cases uh, uh, like ambiguous genitalia and uh, testosterone uh, uh, deficiencies or testosterone insensitivity uh, syndromes like Jamie Lee Curtis has. And so I, I think that uh, we really have to stand up and, and, and be straightforward about this. But you see where Bud Light is losing market shares. Now, I guess they've been losing it for a while to... Uh, Modelo, and uh, Modelo is a Mexican beer that uh, a company called Constellation bought the rights to, so they're manufacturing Modelo down in Mexico and importing it up here. They started off as a, a winery and wine distributor up in the Finger Lakes region of New York, which we're headed up to next month, as you know. We're going up to, uh, flying up to Plattsburgh and then driving over to uh, Burlington, Vermont for vacation on Lake Champlain, which wow. is Sounds which nice. is glacial lake. Yeah, it should be fun. Um, I haven't seen Lake Champlain. I always wanted to see it, so that's an opportunity for me. So at any rate, Modelo is taking over these market shares. They're now at 25% of the U.S. market, and I guess Bud's fallen below 23%, Bud Light. And, but they still have a worldwide market that's pretty healthy. So all over transgender phobia because I guess they had a transgender woman on a can and did some uh, uh, some social media shots and all that. Got everybody upset. I don't know why they do things like that. Corporate yeah. America just should not get involved. Well, I think they think that eventually this will all die down, you know, just like uh, the uh, same-sex marriages now. Everybody accepts that, but 20 years ago that was a big deal. And I guess these guys in the marketing departments of these big corporations say, oh, wait till the, wait till the press loses interest in this, and then, then it'll be mainstream and, you know, blah, 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 and we'll get more market shares. So, But we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Uh, you see companies eroding market shares, and that's not to say that uh, this Constellation company is any better, but they might just be a little more discreet about their uh, – their marketing and their moral and value leaning when they do go marketing. Well, I'm not sure how beer is doing overall. I, last I heard, beer was losing out to more um, more of the alcoholic uh, brands, you know, the Jamesons and things like that. Oh, really? Yeah. The, 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 whole, the whole field is down from what I heard last time, but that was probably a year or two ago. So, Well, I know that wine really picked up over the past uh, decade. A lot of the baby boomers have morphed into winos instead of beer heads. And a lot of the uh, Generation Z and those folks and 
millennials. I just don't think they're into beer the way that boomers were into beer. No, I th- they're into the craft beer, but they'll also yes. drink wine and, and different things. So the craft beer is I, I'm, I'm, I'm not I, I didn't grow up with it, so it, it's not my taste. You know, I don't like things that are flavored like orange or strawberry or right. whatever. I'll have an orange if I want some orange. But we went out to dinner last night at the library, which was a really nice restaurant in downtown St. Pete. Uh, the uh, uh, John Hopkins bought the All Children's Hospital down here a few years back, and they have really upscaled it and built a whole new complex down there. They also have obstetrics and gynecology, and they've got uh, helicopters landing on the roof bringing in uh, – uh, emergency patients and neonatals, premature babies, and all that from all over the state. And by the way, we saw three helicopters land last night while we were sitting there. So the library was a really fascinating place, and uh, our son actually paid. Happy Father's Day. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Happy Father's Day to all you dads out there. And we had a really nice meal, and he actually had some wine with us. So there you go. He's a what? an X or a Z or whatever. He was born in 96, so what does that make him? He might be a millennial at the end. Millennial. He's a millennial, yeah. yeah. I get the X and the Z mixed up in the millennials. Yeah, I can't keep track of them anymore. It's all very confusing. It is. <laughs> I know what a boomer is, though. That's me. That's me, too. From 1947 to, what, 62, I think, were the boomers or something like that? Yeah, we're on opposite ends of the boomers. Yep. So, and the people that were at the leading edge of the boomers are the ones that really did well because they figured out ahead of time what uh, what the rest of us idiots would want and need. <laughs> That's right. Gave it to us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, timing's a lot of it. I mean, Bill Gates would have been successful no matter what, but he was right there at the right time with the right product. But if he, if he had been 10 years later, um, he probably would not be the uh, mogul that he is today. He would have been successful, no doubt about it. But Well, I don't know. I mean, you're, you're right about that. He was, whenever you're really the first with something. Yeah, timing is everything. You, you got it, yeah. So meanwhile, back at the Ukrainian war, did I tell you about the uh, Russian soldier that surrendered to a drone? <laughs> Ukrainian drone. <laughs> Apparently the Ukrainians are using these little drones and putting like a grenade on it. And then uh, they fly it over the uh, the foxholes of the Russians, and they they drop these in and blow them up. And so this Russian kid, uh, he saw this drone hovering overhead, and so he's he threw down his gun and put up his hands. He's praying and pleading, you know, don't blow me up, and hoping that the guy back at the control panel sees that. And I guess they let him surrender. But I think there's a lot of the uh, Russian soldiers that are surrendering or being captured in the. You know, they're happy to be captured because they're getting some medical treatment and food and supplies that uh, the Russians don't have. You know, we're the West is pumping a lot of not only uh, military aid, but also humanitarian aid, food, clothing, blankets, shelter, all that kind of stuff. And so we're we're helping out both sides in a sense. I think they have surrendering websites where Russian soldiers can go. Yeah, they probably do. And say, you know, I want to surrender. We'll meet here and. Yeah, I think they've had several thousand hits on those places, too. So it's a new aspect of warfare that Patton would not have liked. No. Uh, this is this is chat. Well, eventually, we'll just have cyber warfare. So it's like the Star Trek episode where they went to the uh, one planet where they were at war, 
And if one side lost a cyber attack, then X number of people had to voluntarily walk through the uh, execution chamber. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so We're on our way there. Well, yeah, we certainly are headed that direction. Pretty soon we won't have any pilots in the air at all. Nobody will. No, it'll all be remote. Yeah. So that's how it works out. So a bunch of South African leaders led by Ramaphosa, Ramaphosa from uh, South Africa met with uh, Vladimir Putin uh, to try to propose a peace deal for the uh, Russian-Ukrainian war because the South Africans are saying it's hurting them. And they even had Egypt in on it, with, which is, of course, in North Africa. But they had uh, several countries from, from the sub-Saharan area. And, uh, and so I guess they're, they're trying to say, we need you guys to quit fighting because we need uh, food, we need the Ukrainian grain, we need your all's oil. And, and uh, the seven African leaders that went there were from Comoros, Senegal, South Africa, Zambia, Egypt, the Republic of the Congo, and Uganda. And I think Uganda, just didn't they just have an attack? Um, aren't, they, aren't they always having some sort of attack? I think there was a militant uh, Muslim group that attacked a school and killed like 32 kids. Oh. Not good. Not no. good. But Ukraine um, is kind of the breadbasket of Europe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that made Stalin so mad because Ukrainians were much wealthier than the uh, ethnic Russians when he, when he uh, seized power. And uh, he starved the Ukrainians out. He starved them out because they were rich, because they owned farms, they had uh, crops they could sell and, and trade. And uh, he starved out several million U- Ukrainians. Yeah, what a guy. <laughs> yeah, a nice guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my kind of guy. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's what's uh, going on over there right now. Who's winning? Do you think we heard any? I, we're hearing like precious little about this massive battle that apparently is going on. Well, they're keeping it quiet. Our uh, one of the people that work for us is Ukrainian, and he said uh, it's a hush-hush thing that even their their brother who is fighting doesn't reveal anything because if you use your cell phone or send any pictures or anything, the Russians can uh, track that. True. Yeah. They can figure out where you are, and then they put together all these pictures, and they figure out where a target is, and they they aim and fire. Yeah. So it's it's risky. It's risky, so you have to be real hush-hush, you know. Loose lips sink ships. That's right. <laughs> well, I hope they do well. Yeah, and I, and I think that uh, that we have a lot to think about, and the Chinese are looking at this. And there was a good op-ed in, in the Wall Street Journal that said that the uh, Russian-Ukrainian war may not be a deterrent to the Chinese to – uh, invade uh, Taiwan, that they may be looking at this and saying, well, you know what? Uh, the West has spread itself kind of thin here, and we don't know if they have the ability to wage a war on two fronts, which may be true, uh, but we did it before. We waged a war both in the European theater and in the Pacific in World War II, and we did a pretty good job of it too, buddy boy. Yes, we did. But it took we, us it took us about three years to gear up us, for that. Had, yeah, and we had to ramp up our production. Uh, and but, but here's the thing. Now look, you've got uh, this huge Chinese army that's untested. They've had no battle uh, experience. They don't have any battle uh, ready 
commanders, their troops haven't been been in any battles, and they haven't been in any major wars since the late 70s when they took on the uh, the Vietnamese, who once again kicked their ass. <laughs> Did you know that? I the didn't v- know that. I never heard. Yeah, of that, they man. tried to they they tried to <laughs> invade Vietnam several hundred or a thousand years ago. Uh, one of the emperors and uh, Buddha them out, huh? Yeah. The, yeah, the Vietnamese took them down. You know how the Vietnamese did it? You know how the, the same way they did, they ran us out was with their jungle warfare and their punji sticks. Did you know the punji sticks were invented hundreds and hundreds of years ago? They're very effective. They're very effective. They're bamboo, sharpened bamboo ends with poop on them, and they bury them, and you run over them, and it goes right through your boot. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. No. Well, anyway, I it, I mean, there, you do attack your enemy when he's weak, if you're going to do something. Yeah, and if you see that there's already a battle going on on one front, you may think, well, these guys aren't going to be able to mount much of a, an offense or defense in this setting. And plus the, uh, you know, the supply lines are more protracted because the, the Pacific's, what, twice the size of the Atlantic to get across there. Of course, we have assets in Japan and in South Korea, and I don't know how the Philippines are these days. Some Sometimes they're with us, sometimes they're not. Um, we have Guam and other bases out there. So. We got Guam. We got things out there. That I don't know how effective they are, but certainly there's the ability to ramp up in a hurry. I think we learned from the World War II experience that we need some we need some chain islands across the Pacific in case we do have to uh, mount a response. And, you know, the Samoans are playing both sides of the fence, but apparently they invited uh, the United States to come back in and said, hey, can you send us a few hundred Marines? <laughs> Just in case. That always happens, doesn't it? Yeah. They always come come back to us in the end. That's the same way with all my women. They keep crawling back. <laughs> Doc, how about a question? We got a question. How about what did Doc have to take on for the Homeowners Association this week? Wow, that was going to be the question I was going to ask, too. Well, go ahead and ask it. I want to hear you say it. (laughs) First of all, so you know, you're playing for two Dr. Bill, your Radio MD coffee mugs. And the first person with the correct caller at 877-969-8600, that's 877-969-8600 will win. So what did Doc have to replace at the old homestead there as part of his uh, association, being being the president of the association? 877-969-8600, first person with the correct answer, will win those mugs. So again, what did Doc have to replace? And we will be right back, Ken. We will right after we hear a little, well, a little news, I would think, The latest from the Answer News Center. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. British officials say Russian and Ukrainian forces are suffering high numbers of military casualties as Ukraine fights to dislodge Kremlin forces from occupied areas in the early stages of its counteroffensive. They say Russian losses are probably at their highest level since the peak of the battle for Bakhmut, which took place back in March. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says his government intends to move ahead on contentious plans to change the country's judicial system. His announcement today comes after talks aimed at finding a compromise solution 
And apparently those talks are crumbling. Hundreds of Afghans languishing in Albania waiting for U.S. visas they were promised almost two years after fleeing the Taliban takeover of their country. Some have been trying to find work and live with a semblance of normalcy while worrying about family back home. This is SRN News. At eight, AM860, the answer. Listen on our website, theanswertampa.com. 93.7 FM. W229DJ Deneep. By downloading the Answer Tampa app or on TuneIn or Odyssey. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical. Located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Full service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of CanCare, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical, home of CanCare Clinic, offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727 384 6411 727-384-6411. When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser, doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket cost a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi, 727-577-2220, 727-577-2220. The latest from AccuWeather at the top and bottom of the hour, only on AM860, The Answer. Today going to be mostly cloudy, breezy with a thunderstorm, so grab an umbrella, high 89. A thunderstorm this evening, clouds breaking with low 80. Humid tomorrow with considerably cloudy sky, a gusty thunderstorm in the afternoon. Could bring flash flooding, damaging winds with a high 90. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Ruth O'Brien on AM 860, The Answer. Go to AccuWeather.com for more. And I'm back. This is Dr. Bill. Ken and I are here, and we're we're here for you, by the way, folks. Ken, any luck? We got a winner. We got a winner. We got a winner. We got a winner. Congratulations to Thomas Black. Thomas Black of St. Petersburg came up with the correct answer, and the question was, Doc had to replace something at the old homestead. Doc, what did you have to replace? Tell the world. We had to replace the whole well pump and controller board at our uh, at our townhomes because the controller board blew up and it also burned out the well pump at the same time. Tom knew, Tom knew the correct answer. And one, uh, two, Doctor Bill, your Radio MD coffee mugs. Those mugs will be on their way to you soon. There, Tommy. Woo-hoo. And uh, thanks to everybody who uh, called in to try. Thank you. And 
Tom, thanks for listening, buddy. We appreciate your support. And uh, don't forget, we're going to have the big gala at the office uh, on Labor Day or Labor Day weekend. We got to figure out which day to do it. I got to talk with Joe about that and start lining up some sponsors. I think that the uh, the group that bought my office building that I'm leasing back from, I think they're going to be there. And uh, of course, the radio station will be there. We should be able to get the uh, the uh, St. Pete MRI people there too, since they're advertising with us and. Ken, I want you to look around and see if there's anybody that's interested, okay? Kind of like a health fair going on. Yeah, yeah, it'll be like a health fair, meet Dr. Bill and Ken, watch us actually do a live show. It'll be fun. Yeah, well, plenty of parking, so. Yep, and uh, so that that's on the, on the agenda, and put that on your calendar, Labor Day. By the way, uh, speaking of the, uh, of the Ukrainian conflict, guess who's opposed to the new... Uh, head of NATO, the polls are saying they're not going to vote for Meta Friedrichsen, who is from Sweden. She's the prime minister there, and she wants to be the top NATO person. Um, and they say, no, no, we don't want that. We want somebody from Estonia. Now, you may not know, Ken, where the Black Sea is, uh, but if you go to Northern Europe and you know that peninsula that has Norway and Sweden on it? Yes. If you go through that little strait between that peninsula and the Danish peninsula that juts out um, and you go into there, that's the Black Sea. And the Black Sea is surrounded by, in part, uh, Denmark, northern Germany, Latvia, Estonia, Lithuania, a little piece of Russia, a little piece of Finland and Sweden. By the way, the Swedes have not been at war since 1812. And they're behind in their dues to the NATO. So on top of all this, the polls are saying, and I don't blame them, they're saying, look, we don't need this. We need somebody from one of the Baltic states, which are the next target for Putin, because they, they're part of the former Soviet Union. You know, they abut the, uh, they, they share a common border with, with Russia, and there's really nothing there to stop them. There's not like there's a, a peninsula or a buffer. I mean, he could just march in their small countries and take them over. But they are NATO countries. Did you know that? Yeah, I didn't know about Estonia, but I know we have uh, several smaller countries right around there. Yeah, Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia are all three part of NATO, and they're, uh, they're good members, and I guess they're paying their dues. I haven't heard anything otherwise. And they have been supplying and helping out the Ukrainians. So I think they even have troops that have gone to the Ukraine to fight for them, although you don't hear much about it. But uh, Well, you know what? If it's between the two, I'm going to go with Estonia. Oh, yeah. And and guess what? Uh, the, uh, the NATO is like a, a Quaker meeting. You have to have 100% agreement. Oh. So if any one country, and I don't know how many countries there are in NATO now, what, 30 or 40, one country says no, that's it. That's it. Wonder why they set it up like that. Um, I think so that everybody felt like the small countries felt like they would have a say. You oh, know. yeah, okay. You know, kind of like uh, why do we have uh, the system that we have? Why do we have a Senate with uh, two senators per state? Because the little states would not have joined the 
the uh, the Federation. They would not have signed on to the Constitution in the 1780s because they would have said, why bother? You'll just overwhelm us to the big cities like New York and, and Philadelphia, which were the big cities then, and the big states like Virginia. You'll just overwhelm us. That's why we have the Electoral College, too. So Yeah, with the popular vote. And so uh, it gave everybody a little bit more uh, equal footing. And, of course, we hear the Democrats always yelling that they want to get rid of the Senate and the Electoral College. That ain't happening. It ain't happening, no. It ain't happening. <laughs> Not unless they can physically take over by force. Well, I can kind of understand that, I guess, uh, you are asking all the countries in NATO if something happens to get involved, and you're asking for blood yeah. and treasure, so I guess everybody should get an equal say. Yeah, I mean, you're committed. Yeah. Once you sign into NATO, you, you, if one NATO country is attacked, everybody jumps in and helps out. Yeah. So uh, if you're going to make that kind of sacrifice, and and I would say this to the Chinese, and you know, Blinken's over there kissing butt and trying to make friends with uh, the Chinese, you know, our Secretary of State. Uh, you saw that, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yeah. And, and so uh, I would say this to the Chinese. You may think that we are spread thin, but you stop and think that almost all of Western Europe and a lot of Eastern Europe and the United States and Canada are 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 part of NATO. I mean, you're talking about a big chunk of the world. You're talking you're talking about over a billion people. You know that, Ken? There's always some darn fool thinks he can beat the whole world. Well, I thought And I they could. learned the hard way. Yeah, I learned. I was... <laughs> Now I'm just a simple man collecting Social Security. <laughs> Trying to take over St. Pete. <laughs> just rule St. Pete for start. Get a starter on that. Trying to get Mary to give me a little better deal on my contract. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I can't help you there, Doc. No, no. And apparently the new GM, she uh, she put her she made sure and put her name on the contract so I would know who the boss is. <laughs> She's a very nice lady. Have you met her? Oh, yes, I have. We meet in the hallways once in a while. Well, you're kind of low level, so she probably leaves you alone. Well, she lets me do my job, which I appreciate. Yeah, you're just a surf. Get in there and do what you're supposed to do. That's right. That's what I like to do. So we've got uh, we got all this going on in NATO. Meanwhile, back here in the old U.S. of A., uh, the, the press and the medical press are all hopped up about this uh, West Nile virus. Have you heard about that? Well, it's nothing new about West Nile. comes back every year. It comes, well, I mean, yeah, we get some um, mosquito-borne virus every year. There's a whole bunch of them. and uh, But they're making a big to-do out of it, like this is a major health crisis. I think there have probably been reported uh, two dozen or three dozen cases in the United States with one or two deaths. Uh, and so, but uh, I guess they're afraid that it's going to become a pandemic in the United States. I mean, it's endemic, which means that there's a little bit of always here, but it's not a pandemic. It, it hasn't been. I told you when, when I was a kid in medical school, we had the St. Louis encephalitis, which is in that same family of Zika viruses. Zika. Zika. Well, it can be dangerous, yeah. Yeah, but, you know. What are the odds, exactly? Yeah, the odds are pretty low. And if you protect yourself and use the right uh, bug repellent and all that. But there are some people who do attract mosquitoes by their scent. And mosquitoes have a pretty good sense of smell. And apparently the amount of fatty acids that you produce in your sebum, you know, in your in your oil glands, in your skin, uh, 
are actually part of what will attract them because there are bacteria on the skin that change that into uh, uh, compounds that smell really sweet to mosquitoes. So then they'll come and get you. Well, then I must smell really sweet because they come and get me every time I walk out of the house after like 5 o'clock at night. We've heard that you were a really nice, sweet guy. <laughs> I am. Nice. Yeah. I'm a sweetheart. I love yeah. you. Well, I don't love them, so. You don't love them? Well, they love you. Well, I got to use that bug protector whenever I can. So we've got a number of mosquito-borne viruses. Uh, There's chickamauga fever. Uh, There's the dengue fever. Uh, There's the eastern equine encephalitis, Japanese encephalitis, lacrosse encephalitis. I didn't even know about this one. Malaria, St. Louis, and, of course, the West Nile, yellow fever, and the Zika viruses, and uh, these are all transmitted by mosquitoes. I don't think we've had much. Uh, uh, the only the only uh, incidences of malaria that I have seen as a doctor in the United States are people that contracted it from outside of the United States, and we have had a few of those, and we took care of one when I was an intern. I was on that case. And that, that's a tough disease. I mean, that's a tough disease because those little parasites that get inside of your red blood cells can and blow them up. And so not only do you have to deal with this infection, but you also have uh, blood in your urine, which can cause uh, or break down products of blood in your urine, which can cause kidney failure. And you have fever and chills and uh, you're prostrated from it. It's, it's, it's a rough disease. Now, we do have treatment for it, and we also have prophylaxis. So if you're going to take a trip to endemic areas like sub-Saharan Africa and certain parts of Southeast Asia, you need to uh, talk with your doctor and, and get some prophylactic antibiotics to take. Um, uh, we have treatments for pretty much all of these? Uh, well, we don't have, for the viruses, we don't have treatment. It's just, uh, it's just supportive care. And, of course, the people that are most affected by the viruses are going to be the older people, the chronically ill people, and the people who uh, who are more susceptible because of their immune system being down to these viruses. Uh, so th- this is a problem more for kind of like the uh, kind of like the covid virus for those who are predisposed to succumbing to these things. Mostly people over 50 are going to be the ones that end up in the hospital and die. So we don't have to panic and put the mask back on. No, this is not airborne. This is a mosquito bite. And the mosquitoes are just a vector between other animals and humans, and they pick it up from other animals and then carry it to humans. You know, they just don't have any uh, concern or respect or thought for us at all. (laughs) So mosquitoes, no. All they want to do is suck our blood. Well, they live for about, what, three days and they're gone? Yeah, but that's long enough to bite my butt. Yeah. Well. So we've got these viruses that we don't have treatment for, but uh, they're they're unusual, and we do have supportive care. And uh, some of these viruses are, are potentially deadly in, in the right setting. Uh, so. Well, if it gets to the brain, yeah, then you got some problems. And, the, you, you know, the, the thing that you can dust your clothes with if you're an outdoor worker or doing something outdoors for prolonged, period, prolonged periods of time, like in your garden, is the pyrethrins. The pyrethrins are uh, extracts from the chrysanthemum family of flowers. Did you know that? That I didn't know. Yeah, so you can put marigolds and chrysanthemums, and they used to do this in the old days, say, on the border of your uh, vegetable garden, uh, they would put... Uh, 
they'd put chrysanthemums and marigolds that are in that family to cut down on the insects coming in and, and destroying your crop. And then somebody said, gee, I wonder what's in those flowers that acts as uh, more natural um, uh, insect repellent. And that's when they started looking to that back in the 60s and 70s and then DDT and, and uh, all those other man-made chemicals, they, they got uh, Azar and all that. They got a bad rap and uh, we had to get rid of them. <laughs> well, I wonder where DEET came from because DEET's the chemical you use now, I guess. You're always looking for something with a high DEET. Yeah, that I think is a man-made, but I don't know. I'll have to investigate that and get back to you. Yeah, that's the one you're supposed to have now, I guess. Yeah, and so just use common sense. Uh, bathe before you go out. That'll decrease the amount of oil on your skin. Um, don't, go, don't go out between, you know, five and eight. Yeah, stay. you know, when when they're out biting, which is what, late afternoon, early evening, and to cut down on the amount of, of mosquitoes in your yard or in your neighborhood, drain any uh, retention water areas, fill in any potholes. Uh, if you got tires laying around in the yard, those will fill up with water and those will be breeding grounds. Uh, pots that are not draining, you know, if you have like uh, ornamental pots that fill up with water. So different things you can do. I would throw out the bird bath water. So Throw out the bird bath water and... Uh, Make sure you're running your swimming pool. Don't want to turn into a cesspool. And, you know, in the old days, we used to just pour oil on the creeks in the spring to kill all the all the mosquito eggs. They don't do that anymore, though, because I guess that's not environmentally friendly. That's right. The EPA will come and talk to you. They will. They'll come and talk to you, and they'll bring along a lot of... Uh, but that flower thing around the, uh, the garden, I never heard that. I didn't know that that would work. Yeah, apparently it works. So that's where that came from. All right. Learn something new every week on this show. I'm telling you, man, something new. So then we have uh, uh, another medical factoid is ketamine. Now, ketamine is an old-timey uh, anesthetic analgesic that we use, and it's, it's a very safe. It's been around for 50 years, and we still use it in surgery. And it gives you a dissociative an anesthesia. Dissociative means you don't remember what happened. So uh, it, it kind of, you may be able to feel it, but your brain won't register it. So, Are you awake at this point? No, you're kind of in a twilight state unless you get more of it. And you, mm -hmm. you can be put into, a, you know, a, a real sedative state, sedated state. But now in lower doses, uh, they're trying it for migraine headaches, intranasal. So like an intranasal spray, like a, you know, like an over-the-counter nasal spray, only this is going to be a prescription uh, for people with intractable migraine headaches and cluster headaches. So you'd get this stuff and you take a sniff of it, uh, ketamine, and apparently it does a good job. It has some antidepressant effects. And uh, we know that the serotonin uh, side of the uh, brain system can can actually affect the spasm of the blood vessels on the lining of the brain that, that tend to cause the migraines. So apparently it works. Have Pretty you tried You get migraines once in a while, I think you've mentioned Oh, yeah, I get bad migraines, but this is not on the market yet, and the medications that I use are fairly effective. So this would be for people who are uh, resistant uh, uh, and who are not getting the benefit from the triptans and from the ubralvies and and uh, all this kind of stuff. Well, I hope it works. I hope they got something because I know people who are afflicted by that. It's just terrible. Oh, terrible disease. Terrible disease. And my mother had it, and back in those days, all they had were the uh, – 
uh, were the suppositories uh, that uh, made you sick as a dog. And uh, she'd be on the couch for two or three days. We used to think she was drunk, but she was <laughs> vomiting for, with migraine headaches. Mom's bombed again, yeah. Okay. It's a tough one. That's a tough yeah. one. Yeah, I know. I have some friends who have them. It just yep. destroys their lives when they hit. Oh, yeah. And and people say, well, do you need the day off? I said, look, if I took the day off for every time I had a migraine headache, I wouldn't get anything done. I yeah. would not get anything done. Well, knock on wood. I'm not afflicted with those. Yeah, so you know, you you got to learn to work through it, and uh, and thank God for the new medications, uh, the Arunumab, which is the monoclonal antibody that I inject once a month, that helps block the receptors on the uh, lining of the brain that uh, that that the certain chemical attaches to and starts the migraine, and also the uh, the tryptans like uh, sumatriptan. Uh, uh, and then also the the newer drugs, the the pants, P A N T S, which are Ubralvia, and there's a whole new class of those that uh, are effective too. But the, those tend to make me a little bit sleepier, so I try to avoid those. The the triptans, I can take those and have a cup of coffee, and I'm back up and going. Well, that's good because the drug that you have to take that's going to wipe you out is is really not very helpful. No, it's not helpful because what, what you want to do is you want to remain functional. Right. Of course, you want to be pain-free, but you also want to remain functional because uh, you have to do your job, you have to take care of the family, you have to fight with the wife, <laughs> take, you have to take her orders. <laughs> yeah, you're just going to sit there and stare, you know. Not, yeah, that doesn't work. They no. don't like that. No. Like one of my friends, he was upset because his wife was upset, and he's talking to me, and he said, the kids are driving her nuts, and I don't know what to do. I said, uh, glass of wine, look at her and, and, and say, oh, honey, you know, and I understand and listen to her and then take her in the bedroom. She'll be better. He came back a few days later and said, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> I said, it works. You know, you just got to you got to show them some attention and listen to them, let them vent and then do whatever it is that physically makes them uh, feel better. All right. See, this is why this guy should be your doctor, folks. <laughs> he gives you advice like that. Yeah, you know, uh, you got to love your partner. What's that? What's that number, Doc? If they want to sign up with you, seven two seven three eight four six four one one seven two seven three eight four six four one one. We still have telemedicine visits. I'm going to morph over to uh, Zoom. I think I, I'm now. Right now, we're with. Uh, 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 I forget the name of the service we're with, but uh, we're going to morph over to that. But it'll be the same thing. And and uh, Zoom's good. I like Zoom. Zoom's good. Zoom works. And, and we're going to continue to do the telemedicines. Now, I don't know how long the uh, insurance companies are going to pay for the telemedicine visits now that the pandemic has been declared over by uh, President Biden, but we'll see. Oh, I think that's pretty much ingrained now forever. You never know. Uh, you know I'd be surprised if they disappeared. Well, I hope they don't because it's a real godsend for a lot of people. And, and people are so grateful and they're like, well, I hate to bother you, doc. I'm like, this is what I do for a living. Well, I know your time is valuable. Well, yeah, because you're paying for it. You know, that's right. You're, you're buying it, so you, it is valuable. It's valuable to you. Of course, it's valuable to the wife too. She likes that money. But just for the ease of um, operation, it's easy to fit into your day. You know. Yeah, and there's a lot of things that you really don't need to see people in person about. I mean, 
they got a cold or, uh, you know, a sprain or something. And then you can always say, look, if you're not better in three days, come to the office. Or if they have a urinary tract infection or an upper respiratory infection and it's Friday afternoon or Saturday morning, you can get them started on antibiotics and have them come to the office during the week. So it's, it's a real godsend. And you can also discuss their lab findings and their CAT scans and their MRIs and all that that you would make them run in for that you really don't need to lay on hands for, Ken, that you could just tell them uh, verbally what, what's going on and explain it to them. And uh, you even have the ability to, to show them things with these whiteboards that they have with the Zoom and, and DoxyMe. And uh, you can transfer files back and forth. It's pretty, it's pretty neat, pretty easy to do. Yeah, that's what makes the 21st century great. Now, this is what I really like. This is my favorite. So there's a Georgia auto shop owner who was ordered to fork over uh, 30 something thousand, 39,000 uh, dollars in back payment after paying former employees, uh, underpaying former employees. And one of the guys that was an employee that he had fired or left or whatever, I guess, who led the whole charge, he really took a disliking to this guy, and he owed him like 9500 bucks. So guess how he paid him? <laughs> what did he do? Don't tell me he, pennies. 95, whatever number of pennies it took, 9500 or 95000 or whatever. And uh, he covered them in oil. Oh. He dumped them on the on the ex-employee's driveway with his uh, – with his pay stub and with an expletive uh, on it, that you know, telling him how he felt. <laughs> well, he paid him. He paid him. Yeah, legal tender. But you know how much it costs. To, you know those machines that uh, I think Win Dixie has them. You can bring in change and you can drop it in there and. I think they charge you five or ten percent to run the change through, and then once you get it through, you take your little receipt up to the up to the cashier, and they give you dollar bills. But I guess you could, um, you know, just pay for everything in pennies as you went along. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you put them in your pockets. You take a nice long walk. It's healthy exercise. Yeah, you can you you can make weights with them. Exactly. You see, you turn a negative into a positive. Not sure what the oil was for. Why did he soak him in oil? I wonder. Just to just, just, to, just to be a jerk, huh? Yeah, just to be a jerk and get the guy upset. Because now he has to clean them off. Well, I wonder if they won't go through the machines if they're oiled up like that. No, they won't go through. So you okay. have to take them and you have to <laughs> throw them in some kerosene or xylene or something, you know, or mineral spirits, and then you have to let them dry. So you got to spread them out, and it's a mess. Yeah, All right. it's a mess. So that that is. I mean, that's pretty rotten. That's low. Yeah, that that's, really that's is. That's really low. That, that just doesn't, that's not very nice. <laughs> it's a great that's story, not, though. That's not nice at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got we like about a minute and a half left here, buddy. So, uh, by the way, you know, we're, we're renegotiating the, uh, the uh, uh, rules of war with all the international companies, the Geneva Accord. And uh, one of the things we're going to do is have a, uh, a timeout uh, when everybody needs to stop and recharge their all-electric tanks. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, we, we've got a code that we're sending. Tell the enemy to stop shooting while we're recharging. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> Someday there will be... 
charging timeouts. <laughs> and then, did you see the new Uncle Sam? No, haven't. Oh, he looks good. He's got breast and lipstick and stubbles <laughs> and, and this really curly uh, red hair. It's kind of cute. I kind of like him. <laughs> Give the phrase, I want you, a whole different meaning. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little afraid. <laughs> Thirty seconds, Doc. Let's give them the uh, the phone number and the uh, location, and all that stuff, where, where they get a hold of you. We are at six three nine nine Thirty Eighth Avenue North in St. Petersburg. If you want to see us in person, we're also available by telemedicine at seven two seven three eight four six four one one seven two seven three eight four six four one one and we're streaming live on facebook and youtube i haven't figured out what the where on youtube and twitch and but i'll get that together and i'm going to transfer i'm going to re say bye doc bye everybody dr bill your radio md join dr bill every sunday morning at nine for more insight information provocation and fun dr bill handelman practices in st petersburg florida at bay area medical can care clinic 6399 38th avenue north for your convenience telemedicine appointments are available call his office today at 727-384-6411 that's 727-384-6411 or visit his website at can care clinic Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.